Chapter 44 of History of the Norwegian People, Volume 1 by Knut Gershit. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 44, Foreign Relations. Olaf had ascended the throne of his ancestors, and Norway was again a united kingdom. But the kings of Sweden and Denmark, who since the fall of Olaf Tryggvason had exercised sovereign authority in the country, had not recognized its integrity or independence. The situation was extremely difficult. The powerful nobles at home might seize the first opportunity to join King Olaf's enemies, as Eric Jarl and Sven had done in the days of Olaf Tryggvason. And such an opportunity was sure to come, since Olaf would have to defend his kingdom against his powerful neighbors, who now claimed it with some show of right. The king of Sweden sent tax collectors into Trendelagen as before, and held Gimtland and Renrique, which he had seized. King Olaf refused to pay him taxes and prepared for war. At the Sarp Falls on the Gloman River in southeastern Norway, he erected a walled fortress called Borg, later Sarpsborg, inside of which he founded a city, and built a church to St. Mary. The ruins of the fortification are still visible. Olaf gathered stores at Borg, or Sarpsborg, and remained there during the winter of 1017 to 1018. He carried on secret negotiations with the people of Ranrike, and as the chieftains gave him their support, the province soon renewed its old allegiance to Norway. Olaf advanced with an army, drove out the Swedish officials, and war began along the border. Ragnvald Ulfsson, Jarl of Vestergotland, who was married to Olaf Tryggvason's sister Ingebjörg, felt himself bound to King Olaf through this bond of relationship, and became his faithful friend. Olaf and Ragnvald agreed that peace should be maintained between them, and as the war was unpopular on both sides of the border, Olaf sent an embassy to the Swedish king to negotiate peace. In the spring of 1018, a thing was held at Uppsala, where Ragnvald Jarl was present and urged the king to conclude peace with King Olaf. The powerful Torgny Lagmund also arose and spoke in favor of peace with such authority that the king yielded. The agreement was made that the king of Sweden should give Olaf his daughter Ingegerd in marriage, and that the wedding should be celebrated at Konghela in the fall. But Olaf Skotkonung did not keep his word. He married his daughter to Grand Duke Yaroslav of Gardarike, Russia, and when King Olaf came to Konghela to celebrate his nuptials, the bride did not arrive. Olaf was very angry and wished to renew the war, but he was finally persuaded to send another embassy to Sweden. Sigvat Skald was entrusted with the mission. He came to Ragnvald Jarl, where he saw the beautiful Astrid, another daughter of the Swedish king, and Ragnvald undertook to arrange a match between her and King Olaf. He took the princess to Sarpsborg, where she was married to Olaf without her father's consent. Olaf Skotkoning of Sweden would probably have continued the war, but circumstances forced him to make peace with Olaf Haraldsson. King Canute, who ruled all England, had also been chosen king of Denmark on the death of his brother Harald. And he might seize Norway, and possibly also Sweden, unless some balance of power was maintained. The Swedish king, therefore, met Olaf at Konghella, where peace was concluded 1019. The independence of Norway was recognized, and the borders were fixed between the two kingdoms. End of chapter 44.